Sorry, yeah, so sorry I was late on this again, guys. It's okay. God. Mm, right. Not going to be here for our after Endgame pod, I late know. on the thing. I know. What? You're not going to be here for after Endgame pod? Why? Only making Why? caramel squares for Game of Thrones night? Fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make jello. I'm, oh, so I'm bringing mutton legs. Oh my god, jello? <laughs> You're bringing jello to a potluck? I think okay, so. Okay, but jello with, oh, with whipped cream. I haven't had jello with whipped cream for so long. That's that does sound really Today on the Geek Out Podcast, a sweet little robot therapy dog with soulless, unblinking eyes. We may be talking about a Star Wars Episode Nine trailer this pod. The Russo brothers say that no fan has correctly guessed what happens in Endgame, including you, Brian. Some new photos have surfaced for Terminator Dark Fate. And Paul and I saw Shazam! And it was a solid seven. Hey, that's patented. <laughs> Can't use that for seven. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. Oh, this is great. We're off the rails already. Hi, everyone. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode 28. We record this on Thursday, April 11th, 2019, and possibly a little bit of Friday, April 12th, 2019. Um, is that because we... Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Three. <laughs> Five, be getting a Star Wars trailer. Yes, we yeah. may be getting a Star Wars trailer tomorrow, and uh, if so, we're going to, through radio magic, slot in our thoughts on this podcast that we're recording the day before the trailer comes out. And I don't know, I don't know how it works. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at seven twenty with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone, and I talk about stuff like robot dogs, like I will in a second. I'm uh, DJ Boy Tano. I say. Very long. Uh, I also DJ in the zone on the afternoon show. Uh, we do a show called The Mixtape weekday afternoons at 5 o'clock. I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> I'm Paul Bocino. I co-host that afternoon zone. And let me say, just in case we don't get the Star Wars trailer and we don't make an amendment to the end of this pod, um, it looks like maybe we will, maybe we won't, because some Facebook page, but not an official Facebook page for Star Wars, put out a share graphic that was like, trailer's coming Friday, honeys, and so we're just planning for that. We're going on faith. Yeah. Right. We jumped and, on that. Oh, I jumped on it. But that's based <laughs> on, it is Star Wars Celebration this weekend, when is generally known or assumed that they will release the title and trailer. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what we're going on. Fingers crossed. But I did because I was saying to you too that like in a couple of weeks it is May the fourth as well. Mm-hmm. So right, so they could do that. But I hope it's sooner because I am blue balling. They didn't so even hard release solo for uh, Star Wars. Thanks Star for that, Paul. That's great. Ugh. So okay, horny. We have stop. Just stop, Paul. For a Star Wars. So after that, uh, after after Paul's uh, blue no. balls, okay. please. Who are you? Art Aaron. Speaking of blue balls, is that what you're <laughs> no, no, no. She said after. Wow. No. Art Aronson, reporter Follow for my the Q and the Zone at 913. Uh, garbage Birds facilitator. Also very upset with Paul Plastino because he continues to send me clips from Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Did you press Trying play? to get me to watch it. Did you press play? I haven't. I'm yet. so weak. I pressed play right away. Art, that one was especially for you because it's very Captain America heavy. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
And I gotta ask, why do you keep sending these to us through Instagram? Yeah, that's where I see them. Oh, I guess you're just sharing it immediately. Okay, yeah, I just right. I'm just sharing them where I see them. I assume. By the way, for whatever reason, Instagram, like when you like share their stuff, you can like watch it off of on uh, on like mobile phones and stuff. I like that. You know what I'm talking about? What? No. <laughs> you know, they have Instagram on mobile phones now. No, 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 no. I mean, like, when okay. I, like, take a video from Instagram yeah. and, like, send it to someone over tweet or, sorry, over text message, they, you can just, like, watch it on your phone. And when I receive <laughs> it as well, uh, whereas, like, if I, like, send a tweet and it's, like, a video and a tweet, you, have to actually, you actually have to go to Twitter. It takes you to Twitter. You so, lost me. This is like kinda, you're just saying kinda, words I, at this point. I kind of get it. Yeah, when I you have tweet a text, what you're you can Insta a Facebook, and then <laughs> I'm just saying mobility. Instagram is very friendly for sharing things. Is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. What is it even I can do with it? You, you go. Yeah, what go. Can I can do with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't choke and die, Kirsten. Right. I'm Kirsten James. I'm on the radio on the weekends and on this podcast. Look, I did better. Don't hug No, you me. did. Yeah, you, you, you I did. said my name in a thing. Know. Admittedly, you did better. Okay. Say a fun fact next time. A fun fact. Say a fun She's traveled fact the world now. more than any of us, I reckon. And I have a crisp $10 bill with the new lady on it. Viola Desmond, which I knew without <laughs> looking at the bill. Yeah. The, 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 oh, the time that it got announced that uh, Viola Desmond was going to be on the $10 bill, uh, Paul had said, said her name in the afternoon show. And announced this, but I think he had said like Viola Davis. No, and oh, I was like, no. Oh yeah, you know she's you know she was on Suicide Squad, <laughs> and she's gonna be on the ten dollar bill now. Oh jeez. <laughs> so this week on Buds Weekly Geek Out, I talked about a robotic dog called Tombot, um, which I'm pretty sure is named such because the CEO of the company is named Tom. Uh, and yeah, oh. it's it's a it's this. I think it's a golden lab. I don't really know from dogs, and it's just in this lying down position, and it's a. It's a, it's a fuzzy dog robot that you pet, and it, and it, it looks at you with the sounds, and it responds to your, your scritches and whatnot, and you don't have to walk it, you don't have to feed it, you don't have to pick up its poop. And it's mostly going to be geared toward seniors, those who are isolated or have anxiety or need a companion. And so for that, uh, for that purpose, I think it's brilliant. For any other purpose, it is the creepiest ass freaking robot I have I have seen in a while. We're talking uncanny valley here again. Super uncanny valley. How can you uncanny valley a dog? You totally can. Yeah. Oh, when man. you see this you dog, see you'll be like, move. "Fuck his fur." Uh, <laughs> 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 like they tried. They tried really hard. They tried so hard. They hired the gym. Henson Creature Shop. Oh, well, whoa. That, there was their first mistake because none oh. of those look real. Well, they all look like Muppets. Here's the thing Muppets are on screen for a max of like, you know, five, ten minutes or maybe a movie length, but this thing is, you're, you're, you're watching it the whole time. You're staring at it. It's like you're, you, its entire lifetime of movement. So there's only so much that it can do to mimic real nature. And yeah, to me, it, uh, it gave me to Ghibli's. Uh, so not, not my thing, but I'm also not the audience for it. Can I say, but that even in the application that you say is acceptable for the elderly, I still hate it because you know what that is? It's just it's so sad. It's just it's it's like uh, hey, is your grandmother still alive? Yeah, we don't make the time to visit her, but you know we got her a robot dog, so I, I assume she's fine. 
Sorry. Like, that's not okay. Like that is a robot dog is not a replacement for a a real human dog. interaction. Two human interaction or three you taking care of your grandmother. It's like it's just as sad as being like yeah she's got a whole bed full of stuffed animals. What more do you want from me? We slip her her food under the doors what three times a day. She's locked up. She can't do us any harm. No, I hate this still. Th- these robot people get to work on something more important than this. Okay, like making a better Jim Henson robot for movies. <laughs> and then let's uh, reinvest in, and support more of those like therapy dog sessions where they bring <laughs> dogs and cats to elderly people who Huge can't one. otherwise have them. Yep. And they pet them and the cat is happy to be pet and the old person is happy to be touching something that's alive. And they're, they're warm. It's not a cold robot with a freaking... Because here's the other thing. For whatever reason, they're interviewing one of the people at the creature shop and behind them is a standing robot dog with no <laughs> skin or fur on its head. <laughs> so it's like oh a furry... Yes, yes! That's what, what I'm that saying! Oh, I hate it. That's what I'm uh, saying! And it's even worse when don't, you see... Don't push play, but no, no, it was right there. Oh, man. No, no, go back. Uh, it's, don't push play, but it's standing back there. Yeah. Oh, back there. Oh, I see. Oh, so yeah. Isn't that the worst? Like, oh, yeah. The Terminator. Of- that oh. is not what I want to know. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, the go. dog itself, though, I looked at it and it was super cute and I liked it. It's super cute until it moves. No, as far I saw as I'm a concerned. Movie move. But I also like, because this is a Kickstarter project. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I also liked all the stock footage, fo- uh, photos they used of all the lonely old people. I know. And they like, saw- literally were like, loneliness, anxiety. Yeah. Like, depression. And it's like these stock photos of old lonely people. Yeah. Honestly, like if you think you're doing these old people good, you're actually taking them another notch down the sadness post. Oh, so it is cute. actually one notch sadder that they're petting a robot dog. But that I, is I would the agree worst with you. fucking thing yeah. I've ever seen that dog without a face. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Okay, <laughs> uh, moving on, moving on. Um. Avengers cast reads new Thanos children's book. Oh, not that one. No. I, I, I had hoped for more for this. I didn't find it as funny as I thought I would. I did enjoy uh, Thor's joke. It was the, the Thor best. joke was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Go watch it. I'll put it I'll put it in the show notes. Does anyone know the Black Widow movie casting details? Yeah. So David Harbour's in David Harbour's yeah, weird. from there. And uh, Rachel Weiss. To recap, David Harbour, both Stranger Things and the new Hellboy, which is kind of getting lambasted in reviews. Is it? It's not even out yet. Oh, tomorrow. Well, like critic reviews. Mm. Oh, tonight, actually. Tonight. <clears throat> which is a shame, because I, I really want to like this movie. We're all excited about the Black Widow movie, are we not? Oh, definitely. I want to see how, you know what more they can do to flesh out the story. Marvel does. You know, <laughs> okay, much, what I am I saying? Of course, Brian's... Yeah. Uh, how about you, Paul? Are you uh, interested in seeing a Black Widow movie? I don't That's know. That's the true test right here. I the only think... thing that I wouldn't be excited for is if it's a prequel. If it's like one yeah. of those things, that, you know, the, the backstory from Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. I don't really want that. Yeah. Do you think you know? they could make that into a ninety-minute to two-hour movie? Well, and if oh. they try, uh, yeah. I think they're going to fail. Think, like, I don't think. They Isn't it going to be something like no. Budapest? Is that you know how they talk about that with Jeremy Renner and everything like? Oh, that? Oh, like that, that backstory about yeah. like how In he Avengers. saved her. Yeah. No, that's prequely telling a story. I think we'll it is going to be forward. prequel. I've heard that. You think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Do not want. Do not. You don't want. like. You don't like that. There's been enough of it. You know. Yeah. And is that what they're going to do with it? Because it seems like that's what they're doing with the majority of these uh, Disney Plus shows. You know, the Loki 
Disney Plus show is going to technically be a prequel. Right. Um, I I know they're doing a Scarlet Witch Vision one, so I guess that's going to <laughs> sort of fill in the blanks of what they were doing. I hope that for they do it like so it's like a sitcom. I was going to say a rom com. Like, like yeah. a rom com. Yeah, that'd like, be great. Like, oh, you blew up the oven again. And then like a laugh track. <laughs> but that's the thing, because like oh, if, Vision. if they don't kind of survive this, or if Vision especially doesn't survive this, because he was technically killed pre-snap um then maybe what they would do is probably fill in that two-year gap between civil war and infinity war where they've had these little mm-hmm. rendezvous and it would yeah. show their budding romance or whatever. yeah but if we know they're gonna it's just you know they're gonna end up dead what that's gonna be depressing visions well that's kind of like loki right we know he's gonna end up dead, yeah i guess right? i guess I guess we're going to stay with Marvel. According to the Russo brothers, uh, no fan has correctly guessed what happens in Avengers Endgame, which I don't believe them nope. at all. No, well, in, if, you, if you read the actual thing, it says, like, people have been right on certain parts, but nobody's gotten it 100%. Well, that's right. well, Which is like, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think I've even attempted. I've, I've guessed time travel, and that's about it. You know, I didn't. I don't even know what the hell time travel is gonna do. These are the same guys that uh, straight up lied to us, said that Endgame wasn't gonna be the name. Yeah, of they were like, nobody movie. has guessed the mm-hmm. name. It's yeah. Definitely, and they they in fact went as far to say the name of the second Avengers movie is not spoken in Infinity Wars. Wow. They went as far to say that. That's a big old lie, you okay, guys. They're lies. What can we believe anymore? Yeah. They're so great at directing, though. It's okay. They can lie. <laughs> they to can us. lie. Yeah. Well, I'm fine with them lying to me. I, I, like, I was even. I was fine with that trailer, that initial trailer for Infinity War, where like everybody's running and the Hulk's running in Wakanda. I was fine with that. Because I just the old switcheroo. The yeah, old Hulk I don't mind those. Mm. Did you guys hear a rumor that maybe that scene is going to be in this movie like they've oh they, what? It's like that's there but it's going to be in the next movie fascinating yeah that's i've heard that Could rumor be. out there which would be kind of neat right that's the tr- if that's, that's the a truth. pretty sweet and paul's buying me lunch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they go back and redo the battle of wakanda well yeah, yeah. and how does cap get his beard back right it's got to be time travel how does he get his beard back? His beard <laughs> actually wait i want to tell you my stupid theory that i got yelled at um so i've been re-watching a bunch um of the old mcu movies and brian suggested that i go watch avengers for no particular reason other than the battle of new york oh yes i want to hear this and yep. then um in the battle of new york and then I had had several margaritas and then started texting, group texting you guys in all caps, my theory. <laughs> um, but in the Battle of New York, at the end, there's, of course, the big wormhole that gets opened up by Loki's pokey stick, which is the... <laughs> pokey Loki. Pokey Loki stick, which is the... The Mind Stone? The Mind Stone. Mind Stone, right? They open up the thing. And then Tony Stark is the very first Avenger, very first whatever, that goes and tries to sacrifice himself to save the world. Like, at that moment, he's like, that's it. I'm going up there. I'm going in that wormhole. I'm, I'm going to sacrifice myself. He tries to call Pepper, right, and whatever. Right. He goes up in the wormhole. I think that that's where the movies are going to connect, with that fucking wormhole. Oh, right? I love that. So I think, like, my original theory, which Johnny, when we were watching it, yelled at me and said I wasn't making any sense and I'd had too many <laughs> margaritas. But my original theory was that Iron Man from Avengers is going to fly up into that wormhole. Oh. But then Iron Man from 
Endgame is going to come out. I love that. Right? I love that. And then also there's a nuke that goes up there. Maybe they need that, need that nuke for something. Like, Because so, he takes Thanos. it up into that wormhole. Anyway, that is my theory. I feel I like that, that wormhole is going to come into play. And then Brian's whole thing about all of the different p- portals, like Earth is so far away from wherever everyone is. That's... That makes me kind of I love that. excited. See, drunk, Big time drunk excited. Margarita Kirsten has 100% predicted, fuck you Russo brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that drunk texts us all. You know, it's not just me that does but that. But you can tell what I do because I'm just like writing in all caps. <laughs> it's, true. it's true, it's true, it's true. But yeah, I think, I think um, definitely go back and watch um, Avengers. The other thing that was really fun about going back and watching it, even though that movie is only seven years old, it's so interesting going back and seeing these characters meet each other. Like you see Tony Stark and yeah, Iron Man, yeah. or Tony Stark and Iron Man, you see uh-huh. F- Tony Stark and... Um, Captain America. Captain America. Steve Rogers. I'm what, pointing at Art. What you didn't see, yeah. <laughs> you see Tony Stark and and then Kirsten gestures to Art, Art. who is the biggest Captain America fanboy, to, um, to help herself recall meeting the Meeting for the first time, and then you see Black Widow and the Hulk meet for the first time, and it's just so interesting going back and kind of seeing those relationships when they first met. Nice. So the movie itself, even though it's only seven years old, it kind of doesn't stand up. Like that whole phase one, like... It's it's okay, but it's not what it's not it's no Infinity War. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's what I always say about that movie. But it's paced really well. Oh yeah, that's what I think is the best part of the first Avengers. Hey, without that movie in that year, you don't have Infinity War, right? If you put out no. Infinity War back then, people were like, "What the fuck is going on with all these people?" And it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Right? No, you need plenty to movies it, to build so. to it. Definitely, and I think right, the original those... Avengers really actually does hold up for a lot of reasons, um, except for Captain America's suit. You should. Okay, and this is funny that we talk about me being a Captain America fanboy. When I watched that first Avengers movie, I was like, I hate this guy. I was not a fan of that version of Steve Rogers. But his arc has just been so good over all these movies. That's why he's my favorite character. Don't you think that was intentional to start him as this sort of brightly colored dweeb and then maybe yeah, yeah and then move him to this raw sort of broken and even like like going back like Thor in that movie is just like a shit character, right? Like yeah. in the way he yeah. talks and the way Chris Hemsworth plays him is so different from what we see now, and they've just really like grown into their characters. Think, yeah, the way that everybody's evolved into their characters is is perfect, and it's almost it's almost the way kind of like when you look at. Captain America, it's almost, and you're seeing the first Avenger, and then you see that the, the Avengers, Captain America, the way he was in the first his first movie and in the Avengers is kind of the way Captain America was portrayed early on in the comics. Mm-hmm. This like do-gooder, mm-hmm. and then you get to the Winter Soldier and and other things that you know start coming along, and you see him starting to get sort of jaded by oh this you know you know governments and everything like that. It's just really not what I had originally, mm-hmm. you know, thought in my sort of idealistic uh, vision of, you know, what this country should be. Right. And so he becomes very jaded, and that's where he becomes like that hardcore version of himself to grow into his beard. And, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's, it's so cool going back and seeing yeah. like Steve Rogers blindly following S.H.I.E.L.D. and like their orders, and he doesn't want to know about this super weapon that they're making. He like, it's so yeah. interesting to see him like that. And now, you know, you have Cap in Civil War leaving and like no. not trusting people and that arc is yeah. and that's why we care about these characters when you go back and watch them and their their arcs have been so good all of them they all have something 
over all these movies, the way they've changed is it's it's genius. Well, except for it. Scarlet Witch. It's pretty unprecedented. <laughs> I mean, over I this Scarlet twenty Witch. plus movies, right? Like this is something that we only just started seeing really done well in TV, you know, a decade or so ago with like The Sopranos. And over you watch like the six and a half or whatever seasons it is of The Sopranos. You know, you can watch a character's arc over an entire series. Mm -hmm. Usually in movies, we get it in one movie. It's real quick, and it just happens in one movie. And Iron Man 1 is a perfect example of that, right? He has a really well-defined and great arc in one movie. Okay, now, though, he's had time over the course of 22 movies, and Tony Stark especially being the main star of this thing, to have many arcs and one overarching arc, which is up there – you know, to when TV does it great. It's such a weird thing, right? It's like movies first were the high browest thing. Then TVs came, like with The Sopranos and Breaking Brad and The Wire and shows like that, showing these long arcs over many seasons, yeah. you know, done perfectly now in Game of Thrones we're seeing as well. Uh, now we're seeing this done a really unprecedented way in uh, a cinematic universe over this many movies. It's wild. And I wonder if we'll ever see anything like this again. Like, in a different genre, if like outside of comic book nerd movies, can we ever see this type of thing again? This quality, this uh, long game, you mean? Yeah. I know. It's a tough thing to do because I know other studios have been trying, but they've basically been taking the wrong lessons from things, right? Like Universal's been trying to do this with their monster verse. Gross. Right? And uh, the King Kong Godzilla uh, thing that's trying to be put together right now. It's it's just not going to work in the same vein as as this because you have such character stories. Yeah. Whereas everybody else's mentality is like, let's put this person together with this person and let's build it up over multiple movies for right. reasons of money, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have quite the difference between you know the, this phase one initial gathering of people that we've talked about, and now you know we're in phase. I guess this will end phase three. Yeah, yeah. Phase, yeah and then we'll move yeah. on to things like. Um, I guess the Eternals mm-hmm. um, and and all these sorts of things, and then the the next uh, generation with the TV shows and whatnot. And I think I, I think at the time when these things happen, we're probably going to feel a little bit like we felt maybe around Avengers time, where it's just like, oh, where's this all going? This is quaint and cute, and will you know how will these characters develop? And then by the time the 40th movie comes out, we'll be like, whoa, this phase four, five, and six was incredible. Oh, well, that's yeah, the thing I is that so. like I. Even though the end game is sort of the end of this era, it's not going to be the end of the cinematic universe. And, so, yeah, all right, go on. And w- well, with that, like, because because they, they still have like their Phase Four movies, and now they have all these Fox properties to add on to it. So we've already read the uh, article that you know Marvel Studios had, had said that they have no plans to use the X Men for a long time. Wait till they start using the X Men in fucking mm-hmm. like, ten years, oh, and then man. it's just like. Fuck, holy shit, there's a lot of stories to draw well, from. What's so great about this, too, is like they're doing in the movies what comic books have been doing for decades. Yes, what a great yeah, point. Yeah, 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 and I don't think that's a good thing, though. What? Well, no, yeah, no, no, no. I honestly, think- because, well, let me just say this. Uh, this big culmination here with Endgame, I don't think we'll see it. And look, obviously we're all fans and we'll you know, be on board through the Eternals and the mm-hmm. X-Men and all that reboot. Um, we're going to keep on. We're on for a long haul. This is what we're into. But I don't think we'll see, and maybe I'm wrong, and hope you know. maybe I'll eat my hat about this, but I really don't think that they'll have the same luck they've had building up these characters into this massive cultural phenomenon again. I think this is the pinnacle, and then the Eternals and the, even the X-Men, who I get it are very popular, um, 
those that next phase, phase four, is going to have diminishing returns. Number one, I've been complaining about it for a long time, but I think superhero fatigue is setting in, even with the masses. I think we're just really invested in these characters, not just that they're superheroes. And honestly, the thing that I think is a barrier to entry for a lot of people with comic books is that they do get way too complicated and too many characters. We are kind of at the breaking point here. Like, they did a fantastic job with Infinity War. They got all these characters, seemingly impossible, but they're working together. And what a weird thing. And Thor and Rocket Raccoon are best friends forever and all this, right? It is wild that they were able to create that and make it work. But in the comics, like, it's so spread out. And now... Iron Man and Silver Surfer are friends, and then Fantastic Four, and now the X-Men are there, and the mutants are their whole thing. I don't know. I think you just kind of sometimes, as much as fun as it is to see all these people get together and have a really big house party, you kind of need to compartmentalize a little bit, and that's my hope for the X-Men, is you tell X-Men stories, maybe with little you know, acknowledgments to that it's a part of a bigger universe, and Iron Man flies above, or whatever it is, but like... Keep the X Men and their story, which is a distinct story to itself. And that's and why that's I like what, this. Yeah, and that's yeah. what co- most comic books are like, though. It is like an X Men comic book, and this is their right. story. And you do have those, like, tip of the hats to the, you know, the nerds that will get those references. But Unless- that is what the majority of comic books are. Yes, they have, like, these great compendium stories, kind of like we're getting right now with um, Avengers, but that's not what all comic books are. I wouldn't say that it's a barrier to entry. And it's just really interesting to think that like comics have been doing it for so long, and, and they've basically taken that formula that has worked for 80 years, and they've put it in a movie now. So I agree with you, though. I don't know if we're going to get it again, if we're going to get another arc of 22 movies that culminates in the big battle fight movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's going to get the same reaction as this. But we might. Yeah, if you could. try and keep it going forever, then what you get is yeah, British TV. Fatigue. No, no, British TV versus American TV. Right. Except British the American TV. Office, fuck you, is so good. Uh, yeah, all the way through? Yes. Yeah. Oh, nah, mm-hmm. nah, nah. Really? Mm-hmm. Once Ricky Gervais leaves? Or, I mean, um, Steve Carell? <laughs> yes. Not as good. Still Not as good. Now. And that's that show got way less good, and all American TV shows get way less good, way less good than the, how the British do it, which is they tell it a story, and they cram all their jokes into two seasons, and then done. That's mm-hmm. it. You tell a story. You don't just keep hammering out episodes until it becomes unprofitable. God bless the office. I have two thoughts on this. One, I generally agree with you. I think they're going to have to make a pivot to tell different types of stories, different ways, even in the next sort of saga. Because yeah, I don't. I, I agree with the whole. Maybe they're going to pivot to like DC way and like maybe not do the whole extended universe and maybe just do standalone movies that do have those references every now and then. Yeah, Marvel, which would please not- don't do anything like DC does things. <laughs> <laughs> but in 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 theory, that makes sense because because again, otherwise you're doing sort of too much. In terms of comic books, I think comic books though have they fall into this sort of trap where they need to be released every month or right. every couple months mm-hmm. and. And that sort of forces... What'd you say? I said Comic Book Wednesday. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sort of forces content where it might not be coming from the best place. It might be coming from desperation of, oh, I've got to write and ink and, you know, color this story by this deadline. And I think that's where you get things like Spider-Ham or, you know, a, a lot of weirdness like that where it's just, it comes out of more desperation. I hope that... Marvel will not be ruled by that pressure so much that it turns that way, and I hope that they see that they will need to tell stories differently to continue this this love affair with it, because 
the exact formula that is working right now, yeah, probably won't work in the future. So. And you won't have the same players like Kevin Feige and having you no. know, Robert Downey Jr. and having all these things like work at right. this time. Like that's I just don't see that happening again either. I agree with you there. But the news that Marvel is going to wait like ten years before they get into any uh, X Men stuff. Yes, tell that's, me about that's this. like what's good this? news. What's that's this? good I think news. That's they're good not news. rushing into it, right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. So what is this news? They're not. They're not using. They're done with the license. You called it. They re-edited Dark Phoenix. It's standalone now it's not going to be a trilogy is mm-hmm. that right yeah yeah and they're, they're going to re- basically they're releasing dark phoenix and the new mutants under the fox banner still hmm. and then basically benching the x-men for a while oh, that sucks i well, love x-men no i love x-men too but i think it needs time it needs yeah. that amount of time to in order to be rebooted and you need that anticipation right and it's too close to hugh jackman and, and there are, like that there are so many other stories within uh this that fit a little bit better into the greater MCU as it stands mm-hmm. right now, right? You could tell a Silver Surfer story. You can tell, you can introduce... I wish uh, that we had Evan Peters as Silver Surfer in the Marvel Universe because he is so good. He is amazing, phenomenal. He's the best Silver Surfer. And I, I saw the ad, the new ad for Dark Phoenix they mm-hmm. put out that just has that little bit of Evan Peters in it. And I was like, fuck. So I'm sad. Oh, you mean Quicksilver. Yeah, sorry. What did I say? Silver Surfer? Yeah. yeah. No, same no, no. difference. Same, 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 same but di- different. Totally, totally yeah. different. Um, no, I'm just saying that there, there, are, there are elements that they have now under their control that fit, you know, with the cosmic universe, like the Silver Surfer, like Galactus. Uh, and you can introduce a huge comic book character that is Doctor Doom and do him right. Uh, you know, and and have like Marvel's just, first family. Like, I just the love the cast four. right now of X Men. Like but that's I why love... they need to give it time. It's because a few falters here yeah. and there, but for the most part, Fox has done a very good job mm-hmm. with the X Men, and mm-hmm. especially with their casting. I think with both versions, with you know, yeah. with your uh, your Ian McKellen. I have a lot of friends yeah, who love X Men that yeah. don't love and what I loved, Fox has done. And I loved the reboot. Like I loved I the way that they rebooted the universe. Yeah, the younger generation was brilliant. It made so much sense. It was. I'm with, fuck off well, I'm art. with you guys yeah. on that, but like, <laughs> ask our friend here, Caleb Kirby, out there. He wants it all recast, everything. He's getting really? it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, he's yeah, he's definitely getting it, and that's why they're waiting. And I, I do like. I, I, uh-huh. I liked, I liked what the performances in X Men. I jet and I, I liked certain aspects of the X Men movies, but when they were trying to kind of make it fit together as a universe. It just seemed like a lot of the studio executives didn't care. Yeah. You know, Kevin Feige was one of the original people that had worked on Really? On Maybe X-Men. that's why I and like it so yeah. much. Well, and then when he moved on, it, <laughs> it's, it was kind of like, oh, let's let's do Wolverine, X, X-Men Origins. And, oh, well, we don't care about the continuity of this character and this character and this character. It just fits within that story alone, which, like, they're good movies as standalones, but then the the lack of continuity was was always what distracted me about the X-Men movies. And I think, you know, now that it's under under Kevin Feige's control, he can do it better. But I agree with him in that they would need to wait. They would need to wait because we're so attached to, you know, um, to, to the way, like the, the casting, the current casting right now. Yeah. It's kind of like reintroducing Batman when it was like, well, fuck, we just had Christian Bale. Yeah. You know? well, it's like fucking Spider-Man syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's what they're trying to avoid with all this. Yeah, I think that's good news. Really good news. I'll tell Caleb to fuck off myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, people actually have, like, I've heard, like, uh, X-Men fans, they've, they've been upset with the way, like, 
the costumes. Cool. Bring them during tell the Fox. Them, tell them my home you know, address. like they want. I'll tell them the fuck off. I'm Our, upset with the Gambit. That was the only bad casting. And then they didn't use him because Gambit's the best. You yeah. could have had a whole movie about Gambit. I you know, know. They could have. We they almost could've. many, many, many times. We did. And it would have been Channing Tatum, though. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Gross. <laughs> All right, talk about this. New photos have come out, I guess, uh, about the new Terminator movie. And this is exciting because, like, we're getting the old cast, some of the old cast back, and it's James Cameron, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's, like, he's a main producer. I don't know if he's directing it. Uh, but he's got he's playing a major part in this. And, and this is ignoring uh, Terminator Three, yeah, Salvation, right, yeah. nobody and wants Genesis, those. Right? yeah, and nobody um, gives a shit about those movies, right? <laughs> yeah, not good. None I, of them are good. Maybe they'll explain this, but I, I, I think it seems like they're kind of like maybe in this continuity, John Connor's done, he's dead, and maybe Linda Hamilton's character, Sarah Connor, is sort of taking it upon herself to be the new savior of of humanity. Oh. Because Terminator 2, Judgment Day, James Cameron, that's that's one of the best movies of all time. Well, I'll still and, say that. And Terminator and Terminator 2 work as a unit. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think Terminator 2 is really, you know, not, not the way they make movies today. I don't think it was in James Cameron's head to make the second. But the second just complements the first so well yeah. and a phenomenal standalone movie and then it just got into like sequel syndrome oh we have you know let's make a third one with the girl Terminator and yeah so so you think this one will not be that because it looks like to me it's that the very fact you got Arnold Schwarzenegger getting it off his Barca lounger to come down here and play Terminator again <laughs> Like, that alone is like, oh, God. Make him do a voiceover. That's all I want as much as fan service. Okay? His Terminator got lowered into lava. Spoiler alert, everybody. And Bilbo Baggins was too old to play old Bilbo in The Hobbit. So, just make him do voiceovers. Little nod to the fans. Moving on. The Rock is the Terminator now. <laughs> yeah. Get these old duffers in here playing. It's a robot! How does he age? Well, that's the thing. I, don't dis- I don't disagree with you. Um, I will say human tissue over a metal endoskeleton so uh the human tissue ages is that how they <laughs> it, it, it? it absolutely that's is. how they explained it in genesis and also and also <laughs> the, the 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 initial t800 that uh, that uh, arnold schwarzenegger's character is they made a bazillion of them you know in in cool. the future wars and they all come off the assembly line so they have so many of them already made why not put them out into the field for use? Who nah, builds I a really him. expensive robot and then it's like, you know what I'm going to use? Some tissue that's going to rot off this robot eventually. Like, don't they have plastic in the future? Skynet does that. I uh, don't They know. have yeah. the liquid metal of the next one. Yeah, but if they did that, they'd get into the old unca- uncanny valley thing. They'd <laughs> uh, right away. <laughs> I know. Just bring me, a, get me a Terminator that I'm scared of. Like, when I, I remember, I mean, I was a kid, obviously, watching the... Terminator 2. I was scared of the T-1000, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so give me something like that. I don't care who plays it. Yeah. And I think the beauty of the mimetic polyalloy, by the way, not liquid liquid metal, um, the, the beauty of that Terminator is that it was so many people. It was hiding in... Because the T-800 could, could uh, mimic voices, which is fine, but the, this, this T-1000, just in its mimicking people, you never knew. It was like shapesh- shapeshifters. You never yeah. knew who the infiltrator was, and that was the goal 
of the Terminator. That T-1000 was scary as hell. Like That was, was. a horror yep. movie mm-hmm. thing. And that's, I think, what they... Um, that They took the wrong lesson from Terminator 2, um, I think, with the pre- with the sequels. And it looks yeah. like this one, too. It's just like, action, action. He's riding a motorcycle. He's shooting a gun. He's shooting a different gun. Action. <laughs> uh, You're a right. truck is now. It's like, no, no. This was like... The horror element. There was the horror yeah. element. It was so important yeah. to that movie. And they... I guess because, again, they want to make the most money they can, they downplay those for the sequels. Uh, and we all need big brothers to show us, to just sneak us into these movies. That's a really good call. Yeah, I they- never had a big brother, but one time I had a cousin from Ontario come stay with us, and he would like show me Beavis and Butthead, and he'd show me like horror <laughs> movies and Polaroids of his girlfriend that he sent, that she sent. <laughs> what? Okay. No. All right. All right. We're, right? Going, so, like, we're going a bit. But that was, <laughs> we all need a little bit of a big brother in our lives to wow. like take us to these places and these movies. Wow. Anyways. And for movie studios to put out rated R movies that are scary as hell. Uh, Terminator Salvation, I feel like that was maybe the best one, but it still wasn't. You know, as, a, as much as that movie got shit on, I, I kind of dug it. No, I absolutely. thought Christian Bale, who I love, and at the time was one of the hottest actors doing action movies, he, I thought he ruined that movie. Like, he oh, really? overacted in that movie. Bit, yeah. A little bit. It was, yeah. what's the guy, what's the other guy's name, the Australian? Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. He was And he was all phenomenal. over the place in action movies and, yeah. and stuff, like Clash of Clans. Avatar, Avatar and everything. Yeah. Avatar, yeah. yeah. I didn't mind the premise, though. It was like, it was neat to do something different than present day and the Terminator yeah. comes back. I yeah. thought that was Salvation really cool. was a, a good standalone story. Yeah. I would love for it to still be in the canon of things. Like, the Terminator is in my top three of of movies, you know, and I kind of I kind of lump Terminator Two in with that, and yeah, Terminator Three, Rise of the Machines with Christina Loke and the girl Terminator, the TX, like that is exactly as you say. It was just like a big action fest. Let's make everything go, Wah! and then Terminator Genesis just did not really compute with me at all. But yes, I loved Salvation. I thought that was a great movie yeah. on its own. Um, as just sort of part, it felt like an extended, an expanded universe kind of story. Yeah. It felt like a Star Wars story. Also, Linda Hamilton gave her voice to Salvation. There was uh-huh. a scene that had a recording. He was listening back to the tapes of his mom. Love that. Right? Where in that movie she had died of cancer. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, that's why they're. That's why that uh, Terminator Three and uh, Salvation and Genesis are not part of this James Cameron timeline with Terminator Dark Fate. I'm hype, but I'm a big Terminator fan. That's yeah. also the I'd one where so. Christian Bale was roaming around screaming and they caught that's out. Right. Remember that? Which yeah. made, only made, oh, yeah, that's right. made me like him more. Be <laughs> professional. <laughs> Something like, you're a good guy, but seriously. <laughs> <laughs> be professional, yeah. man. Yeah, that's the, his rant was great on that. Which, oh, by the way, Family kidding. Guy has a great take on that the, that rant. Have you heard that? Yeah, Family I'll Guy rant on it. It's good. Yeah. Okay, so we got a couple of other big screen things. Uh, Eternals, Adam's Family, Suicide Squad, Rush Hour 4. What did we talk about? When are we getting Rush Hour 4? Uh, no, it was just an Instagram of Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker putting up the number four. And uh, they've been working on this for a while. I'm such a fan of um, Rush Hour. I don't think they would use Brett Ratner anymore for this. Yeah, I think Ratner's <laughs> I think, out. I think he's yeah, done. I think Ratner's done. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... I've it. Their Instagram, I guess it was Chris Tucker's Instagram, yeah. seemed to really indicate that this is actually happening now. 
Yeah, so. I love it. Oh, time. I, love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Jackie Chan's getting old, but come on, give us one more, buddy. Give us one more. more. Yeah. This guy, he's the Terminator. I don't know. Jackie Chan is incredible. Jackie Chan is impossible. How he has done this for so long and so well and keeps breaking things. And Did you keeps see going. The Foreigner? Oh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> the Foreigner, it's on Netflix, I yeah, believe. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. It is pretty good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And there's a, there's a pretty good twist in that movie, too, mm-hmm. which is nice, yeah. So, uh, did you know Chris Tucker, like, he wasn't in any movie after those Rush Hour movies. Like, he was in no movie. And then he showed up in Silver Linings Playbook. That was the only other movie that that guy's been in. Bizarre. Since Rush Hour? Yeah, since Rush Hour. Whoa. Crazy, right? So, The Fifth Element must have been before that. Yeah, it oh, was. Oh, Fifth yeah, Element was way before that. Oh, wow. Before that. Yeah. Huh, that's yeah. funny. And those movies came out in, like, early 2000s. Yeah, because he was in, yeah. like, Fifth Element. He was in Money Talks with uh, yeah, yeah. Charlie Sheen. That's right. Yeah. Did it, you, uh, you find that surprising? I don't find that surprising at all. He ruins movies. <laughs> hey. Uh, and hey, if you're, if you're making the money, you know, why not stick to what you're doing? And he was in the... Friday? Um, he ruined Friday, really? What movies has he ruined? Yeah. He ruined Fifth Element. He's yelling all the time. I don't care. For I like this hair, though. Element. It's cool. Yeah, the hair was yeah. cool. But yeah, he was... And his staff. You like staffs? How did you not like Chris Tucker in that movie? He had a cool staff. Come on, man. No, no. Yeah, are you guys fans of Chris Tucker? I don't know. I don't uh, care. I would not, no, not call really. myself funny. a fan. I, I wouldn't call myself a fan. <laughs> I like Chris he was Tucker. funny at the time. Like, yeah. I like I, the Rush Hour movies. I, I remember watching Money Talks, and that was like the only things that I would laugh at. It was like when Chris Tucker would open his mouth and be like, ah, to kick your ass in the head or something like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Rush Hour fanboy, so I love you know Chris Tucker and that. and. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. He's great in that movie, right? Small role. Maybe yeah, I need he to didn't see, ruin it. Maybe I need to see other things he's been in, but I like him in Rush Hour and pretty much nothing else that I've seen. Yeah, that's, just, that's just me. Yeah, he just he had not been any in any other movie except for those, which was interesting. Guess that explains it. The California Love music video? Come on. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Did we all see the Addams Family uh, trailer? No. Probably not, because I, I was really late on the cue sheet. I was really taken by this. I thought it was... Um, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be not so bad. It's, it's a cartoon? Your car- cartoon CG. Right? Oh, yeah. It's what did you say? It's a series? Or is it a... No, this is, a, this is like an MGM movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Charlize Theron and Oscar Isaac are going to be uh, Morticia and Gomez. Oh, well. And um, did anybody see the movie Kick-Ass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the little the little girl Chloe Grace Moretz, she's she's a vo- uh, voicing Wednesday. Uh, Finn Wolfhard will be from Stranger Things. Will be voicing Pugsley. Uh, Uncle Fester is being played by Nick Kroll, huh. and uh, Grandmama is going to be played by Bette Midler. Huh. But it has this very stylized, cartoony Coraline kind of look to it. And um, oh no, it's that other one. What's that other one? The with. Um, Hotel Transylvania is it oh. the same studio? Oh, that's I was trying to find that out in, in the no, studio Hotel behind Transylvania it. Transylvania's DreamWorks. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. DreamWorks is generally generally not good, but yeah, this yeah MGM. I'm not sure what other animated movies they have done or who they are using for this. Because yeah, I was trying to again find the pedigree of who's doing these these movies because this one looks pretty good. Um, and yeah, so it's uh, when is it coming out here? Hurry, show me the thing. Yeah. The Where, like lasting appeal of the Adams family is wild to me. You know, this like weirdo comic from what the nineteen forties. It's so old. Yeah. 
Um, and it just feels very classic. And I don't know. I, we just keep going back to this Adams Family. Well, how many iterations, TV shows, movies? It's sequels. funny when the TV shows when in the, the 90s, movies are on those. TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't change the channel in our house. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, oh, Lisa loves. Like my wife loves them. Wow. Um, and then yeah, now the kids. Well, when like this it. movie comes out at Halloween, you can take yeah. them to that. Oh, it's perfect. It's a Halloween movie. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, oh, I remember idea. loving the uh, those live action movies when they yeah. come out. All right. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones because the first episode is coming out. Wow. A new season. Sunday. This Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like, what are we hoping here in the really first 54 minutes? For Brian's yeah, party? I'm hoping yeah. for some mutton chops. You're really, are you really making a big meat thing? Just, you I'm, said I'm, it I'm, now. I'm not saying making a big meat thing. I said I might bring some mutton legs. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to make turkey. We're, having, we're basically having the uh, yeah, podcast you, over to my house. Uh, I've called it the Game of Thrones uh, viewing party pod luck. Mm. And uh, clever, uh, clever. So everybody's bringing a food item. Paul apparently is fucking making Jello. I was gonna bring turkey legs, but if Art is gonna make a, a mutton legs, then oh, I'm you're bringing turkey legs. Take, bring, bring them. Nah, turkey too late. legs. I already got the Jello in the fridge. No, oh, you I don't. Just, <laughs> you, pre- you pre-made it like yeah, that's right. five days out. <laughs> I was making a joke that, that I was gonna bring mutton legs, and then now everybody wants mutton legs. So you better do it. I've really like I don't know what to do. I have to go to Vancouver this weekend too, so this will be interesting. He's How not I bringing this? mutton. I don't right. bring I'll get legs. on the turkey legs yeah. again. What are you making, Brian? I don't know. What do you guys think? He's hosting. Into a, what does he have to make? A He's host hosting. usually make things. No, I'll, I'll make, make something. something. I'll I make something. You're a good host. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll whip something up. Okay. I'm just bringing the only thing I can make, which is my Auntie Mary's butterscotch squares, but they're delicious. So. Oh, that sounds delicious, actually. So it is. It's a podlock. It's not a barbecue, bring your own meat sort of thing. If you want <laughs> to use my barbecue, I guess you can. Oh, let's think about that. Warm up the mutton. Yeah, on it's supposed to right? rain, so you'd be the only person outside. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Oh, Winter is here, right? I mean, I saw the weirdest tie-in, and I don't even know how it happened or why I saw it. But they freaking Oreo remade the intro to Game of Thrones with Oreo cookies, which I love. It's hilarious yeah. and weird and senseless and perfect. Um, yeah, it is. It's just the music, and you see the castles and everything, and the lands and the trees build themselves out of freaking Oreo cookies. It's a great tie-in for why I don't know. Who cares? It's it's great. I love it. It's perfect. Awesome. Uh, do we have Oreo any expectations? Yes, besides Oreos, Oreos for yeah. this first episode of Game of Thrones. Come on, guys, preview here. I don't know. I'm trying to go in like totally blank and not make predictions. I don't want to be led one way or the other by my mind. I so this is the like opposite of Avengers, where we've spent the past two months trying <laughs> to come up with <laughs> theories. Oh. Here is Game of Thrones, and we don't want to have anything. Well, what I will say about this is I've, I find it very interesting, and I'm so excited about this being such a big cultural touchstone uh, right now. And maybe I heard some people, um, intellectual types, say how this <laughs> might be the last big cultural touchstone we see ever or certainly for a long time. Like On television, is, you mean? Because... <laughs> Because honestly, like there is so few things that we really all kind of glom onto to this level. We all kind of were like, "What's Bird Box?" Because we were bored with our families at Christmas time. But you know, it's like uh, there's nothing that we go home and make sure that we're in front of the TV for at a certain time because we don't want to, you know, see spoilers. It's like that doesn't exist anymore in 2019, yeah. except for in the case of this one show. It would take. 
likely HBO because it's the only thing that is not streamy, streamy and popular um, to come out with another big show like this. But it's wild how like when this ends, it's like it's really the end of a like a decades long kind, kind of, of like appointment viewing. Like tradition. I gotta yeah. be home at this time, and mm-hmm. I have that because I even messaged you guys on the group on my little invitation to the pod. Like I was like. Episode starts at eight, mm-hmm. right? Like, so we're gonna watch right at eight because I don't want to be on the internet 100%. anytime after that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, what time are we starting the podlock at then? There's a Facebook. Okay. Yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. You gotta warm up the mutton and the jello. But yeah, you're right. Like water cooler talk, stuff that people would come to work the next day and talk about. You're right. There's mm-hmm. nothing that really permeates us so completely. And so widely uh, as, yeah, it was something funny, like a game of Patton Thrones. Patton Oswalt was on Conan uh, last week, and uh, he was supposed to be promoting his own thing, but the majority of his interview was spent talking about how he was so excited for Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's awesome. And talking about Game of Thrones, and they're all like, you know, uh, yeah, I should be promoting my own project, and they're all being sarcastic. He's like, but uh, it's a shame, because I don't think Game of Thrones gets promoted enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so going into this first episode, I'll throw this little tidbit out there. Uh, what should we set the over-under at, bud? <laughs> Oh, on, oh, this is a money laundering thing. What? <laughs> or a betting thing. Gambling thing. Betting thing. Gambling. On yeah. our favorite characters getting killed off in the first episode. Two and a half goals. Two and a half? I don't know. So I, two and a half characters. I have so no idea. What, if, yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't if know. you want over, you'd need three of our favorite characters to die. But does Brand Under, count as it a would half be a person? Two, right? oh! two or less. I kind of think that this first 54 minutes, which I believe that's the episode length this, this Sunday, um... I kind of believe that this first episode is going to be kind of like that first episode of last season where it's this setting all the pieces up, Mm -hmm. right? So we're going to have to spend a lot of time uh, with the arrival of Jon Snow and Daenerys at at Winterfell, kind of the the reunion of the Starks and everything like that. So boring politics. I don't think it's going to be boring because we're all interested to see what the fuck is going to happen at those particular moments, right? Mm -hmm. Like... I think Winterfell's done in the first episode. Calling it right now. How many more times can Jon Snow and Daenerys do it before they find out that they're related? Ooh, where's the over-under on that? (laughs) (laughs) Three or four? Three and a half? Three and a half? How long was that boat You know what? I I think he's like, so if we're making predictions on what's going to happen, I think maybe that first episode is going to end with, you know in that trailer, there's like the, the foot, kind of the White Walker horse Foot, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, stomping down, yeah, yeah. stomping yeah. down. Yeah. I think it's going to end with that. Mm-hmm. So it basically, call. just sets up like, holy shit! I cannot wait seven days from now because oh. shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, do we think great. anything of true note is going to happen? Like, and I guess not of true note, like anything character-wise. Like, will anybody die, or will there be any, you know, infights or anything? Because we're probably not going to have a major battle in episode. Yeah, I don't know about dying. I don't know about anybody dying, but I think major major character developments are going to happen. You're probably even going to get Jamie arriving at Winterfell in and around that same mm. time to say, you know, my sister's not coming with the, with the army, but I'm here to fight with you guys and, and all that stuff, right? I wouldn't be surprised if even in the first episode we see Bran reveal to Jon Snow what his true parents Yeah, is. I think that's going to yeah. happen in the first episode. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, that's going to be that, a major driving that, force. that could be a five-episode arc oh, yeah. after them of, the, of them figuring out 
dealing with that or so having to curious. put that on hold that. to deal with the white walkers mm-hmm. and then deal with yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but that's in the back of his mind the yeah, whole time exactly. yeah it's well it's wild because i mean six episodes and yes they're all two hours each um you know on average I or whatever <laughs> yeah but like this is gonna be a, like a sprint to the finish it's so not very much screen time <laughs> and we know that there's gonna be tons and tons of battles and big giant things happening mm-hmm. that I hope that we still do get in these last six episodes lots of conversations story. and yeah. story and exactly. character because like that was yes, the problem with the back. last season right? yeah it was a bit too yeah. much yeah. we all you know go back and watch on YouTube the like big set pieces <laughs> I've noticed that it's been like three weeks since you've said that by like the, the way like dra- <laughs> the dragons and all that exploding things but equally um, popular on YouTube are the just the really nice character moments, like discussions between Tyrion and his dad, and between yeah. Cersei God, and whoever. God, that scene from last season when they take out Peter Baelish, oh, so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a big that, giant. Moment. I know, but it's so, but it is a big conversation. It right? is also like, like yeah. leading up, leading and up to that. Like everything. it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. Except so, I love Peter Baelish. I wish he didn't die. Spoiler. So I hope that in the last portion of the show we don't lose those <laughs> things. So if the first episode, you're right, is a bunch of politics, good. But it's we're all, invested in these politics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if it is, it's all going to be stuff that we're going to want to see. Yeah. Everything that we've been waiting for, basically. Yeah. So, so were you saying over under on characters denying the first? Well, it episode? Sounds like everybody's going to go with the under. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I if I set it at let's say after this conversation, me being a sports bookie here, I'll go. <laughs> Uh, one and a half. Yeah, I, yeah, I think people. What's, what's I think everybody would go. What's a half look. death. Well, a half death means like that naming? means one. A half death. If I say half, that means you think one person. If you take the over, it just needs to be one person. Is this Price is oh, Right see. rules? Yeah. See, well, yeah. See, Art explained this to me yesterday, and so, so that's why I said two and a half without really understanding. But you, you choose a number that nobody can be bang on to. So, like one and a half. Yeah. So the over is you think two or more people are going to die, yeah. and the under is you think one or less people are going to die. There you, you go. That, right? Well said. Wow. Hey, I learned a sports thing. Well Fun. said. Um, generally, it's just math, though, really. I mean, it sounds like you guys think that this season is going to be a clean sweep and there's going to be, like, two characters left standing. <laughs> is that what you are expecting from the season? Like, is that what the show has built us into expecting, is that everyone will die a horrible death? No, I don't four. know. You think I think people? four major characters will die this season. I think lots of ancillaries it. will go, but I think I think there will only be four major characters because because it can't be such a bloodbath. No, bath. I think there's yeah. more than four. I think, you think Jamie's gone, Tyrion's gone, Cersei's gone, Jorah's gone. Um, probably um, Sellsword. Bran's gonna be gone Sorry? because Braun, he's a bad guy. Yeah, Bronn is probably gonna die. What's that? That's five. Are we at five? Yeah, six? we're at five now. Yeah. Um, uh, Jon Snow is gonna be done Snow. too because he's the guy that falls on the sword. Let's be honest. Dang. Right. His own sword. See, I think it would be a surprising thing to to have only about four people, you know, in this huge. But some of them you might cast. say like are not like Bronn. I would say is a main character, but you might not. Yeah, count that's that. true. That's oh, true. Varys is going to die. So is um, mm. Mel- was, Melisandre. Yeah. Like they oh, both totally. have been prophesied. Both have die. talked about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of deaths. So I guess we're going over four and a half. Then. I'd yeah, love for Bronn to not die, actually, for his whole arc to just be so slim. <laughs> and, then he, and then he gets yeah. a castle. So he, gets a, he gets his own castle. Yeah, that would be really castle. cool. He gets Hall or like a really good castle. <laughs> Bronn wins the Game of Thrones. Yeah. How is that happening? Yeah, because you know what? I've oh, watched the third favorite. I've watched a lot of awesome. um, George R. R. Martin videos, and that's one of the things that I like George R. R. Martin has said is that he loves Bronn, that that's mm. the character who surprised him the most. He was just like a dude who could swing a sword for Tyrion when he needed to. 
two in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, shit, I guess I need him for a little longer. I guess I need him for a little longer. And then all of a sudden, he like loved writing this character. And here he's like stuck around more than any other more interesting character. Yeah, it's true. So I wouldn't be surprised if Braun wins at all. Hey, we should jump quickly to reviews and recommendations because two of us saw Shazam. You guys can't be using the solid seven. Come on. It's solid <laughs> six, okay? I'm upset by that. Come on. I agree with you, Art. I will have to admit, in the, entire, in the entirety of this podcast, I've been trying to gather hashtagable things that we say, and solid six by far is leading the pack. We can't ruin it with solid seven. A distant second being fart. Um, So, (laughs) but yeah, tell us about Shazam. So I could give it a spoiler free review of of what I think. Um, I I liked it. This was my favorite DC movie post um, Batman post um, Wow. Nolan? uh, Nolan Batman. Thank you. So in this sort of current generation of DC. uh, Definitely. Like by far, I think the closest I'd rated anything... so I gave it a seven. The closest I rated anything to that was six for Wonder Woman. Um, but I found that it had an identity problem. And, oh. and it's it, it's it, it was trying to be a kid's movie. Like lots of the scenes I found like it was trying to be a kid's movie. But then it would fall back on that DC like we're, we're dark. We're DC. Super gritty. Um, and and it, it was like a, it was and also this is not a spoiler. Why the fuck did it take place at Christmas? Was did it? Did the release get pushed back? Weird. I think it did because it was. It had its first trailer a long, long time ago, and so I think it got moved a bit. Okay, because it was. It was like, why is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> I saw <laughs> lights on it, and my thought was, this happens at Christmas, and if anyone wants to make it a Christmas movie and be it part of their tradition, <laughs> that is up to them. Oh and we man, leave them alone. Okay, that is up to them. Die Hard Shazam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I just, I just found um, it had a bit of an identity problem, which is like interesting. Me saying that this movie about a child that. Shazam's into an adult right. has an identity problem about if it's a kids movie or not. But like, I would if someone asked me, could I? Because they the marketing for it seems like it's a family movie. Like, take mm-hmm. your family, take yeah, your definitely. Kids. Yeah. It's not, and it's rated PG. I just had to look it up, Ooh. and within the. F- First, I don't know, 10 minutes, there's a, like a, a shit is dropped and not oh, like yeah. a funny shit. Yeah. But Damn. Like, that sounds weird. <laughs> a shit but is like dropped. A, but, a funny shit. <laughs> they were. But like, but like a serious shit. And there's uh, like the beginning opening 10 minutes is very dark and there is yeah, uh, some blood. Like mm-hmm. it's not a, you know, you can, you can have death or destruction or whatever in a, in a kid's film and make it so it's still for kids and i shazam did not do that their dark pieces were very dark let me respond to that but please uh, drop can you drop a uh, spoiler alert hello everyone this is a spoiler alert thank you before but before you get spoilery? into this because what if they i'll wanted- be i'll be sensitive to you guys who haven't seen it but i'll be a little spoilery okay. here but before you get into that can you tell us did you watch this movie by yourself yeah i did there was nobody else in the theater no <laughs> i bought my ticket early in the day because i'm a pragmatist if nothing else <laughs> a girl sat two seats down from him and so he said to himself great i'm on a date i'm on a date, now. <laughs> I'm on a date. we're in love <laughs> uh, i wish i did what uh, about the guy day. with the beard and then there was a bearded older Threesome. gentleman mm-hmm. yeah that's Why right not? Dirty weirdo. um and then some other teenagers on a date. Bart would have been into that bearded guy. <laughs> I one day want to watch why? a movie by myself. So let me respond. Yeah, I think it is um, it is 
aimed at kids, and the uh, little bit of violence, the uh, the couple of shits that get dropped, and the like, <laughs> going to a strip club, and the they drink beer and whatever. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that this, if this is aimed at kids who are like what twelve and up, let's say. That's okay. This let's, is the older brother thing. Le, yeah, exactly. Right. Let's not pretend like kids can't handle dropping a shit. It was very, <laughs> I thought, realistic in that way. <laughs> that like, these are supposed to be 14-year-old kids. And guess what? 14-year-old drop kids shit. drop shits. Mm-hmm. Everybody they absolutely shits. do. Could we, Everybody. You know? Could we phrase it a little different? Even okay, funny shits. And I, like, I'll say this is a major positive for me. Yeah, and uh, you probably, you didn't say it, but... And this is a little spoilery, but uh, the the main kind of bad guys in this movie are these fart demons that are <laughs> demons, and then they turn into farts and they swirl around, and they're scary. They're like this really well done CGI fart monsters that like are pretty scary. I'm sorry, are you joking right now? Are you serious? No, I'm he's serious. Like joking. Dementor kind of looking no, things. Well, kind of. It's like mm-hmm. I don't think it's a spoiler, is it? To say no, what they are, no. they're the seven deadly sins. Oh, cool. And so they turn into like smoke monsters sometimes. So cool. They look like they're like farts come to life and then turn From into the monsters. Shits. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Game of Thrones did it with a murdering, you know, <clears throat> cloud. dust cloud. That's so, yeah. so, and I thought like those elements were good because. Uh, they kind of reminded me of like older movies where there would be, you know, it's like they were aimed at teenagers or whatever, but there would be a boob because teenagers want to see a boob. And mm-hmm. there would be a couple of swears and there would be some fart monsters biting off guys' heads because, look at, sorry, kids want to see that kind but of I thing. But I guess what I'm t- saying, kids' like movie, is I'm talking about days. like. Little kids? Like eight, nine, ten, right? A family movie that mm-hmm. you're going to go see this family superhero movie. Right. And it's not that. Yeah, sure, 12 if you had a cool older brother, 13, 14 normally, I think. Right. But like that that moment in the movie like like where that this is sort of a spoiler. Where that lady like Ark of the Covenant's out. Like that was scary. I was like Wah! Like you know when they open the Ark of the Covenant and his yeah. face melts like yeah. terrifying like This sounds know. intense. Face melt in this movie? I don't remember that. Yeah, anyway. Um, but anyway, all of that said, it the DC stuff that I usually hate, like the CGI, totally good. Yeah. And they had seven CGI monsters, no problem. Uh, there was none of that um, third third act. third act CGI problem that DC yeah. has. Um, Zachary Levi, amazing. Like I think that this movie triumphs on its casting. Its casting mm-hmm. was so well done. Zachary Levi is Shazam, just like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Like Who I only realized recently that that's the same Zachary Levi from Chuck. Yeah. The yeah. Great, I'm happy for him. He's the same, nice guy. same Zachary Levi from a Marvel movie. Yeah, he's Thandral. He's Thandral. Yeah. From Thor. <gasps> that's right. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Another thing. Is it a spoiler? to? Well, because I know it, so I don't know if it is really a spoiler, and I guess we are in spoiler ter- territory. Everybody know that Jimon Hunsu is in this? Yeah, he's... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Shaz- been in the trailer. Yeah, so he's like, the wizard. Yeah, yeah. So he's Shazam. So he's... Say my name. He's got my Captain Marvel money from both... Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a couple Marvel switchovers there. But um, he's in, he's know, in two movies that are technically about Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I oh, didn't even make that right, connection. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah, yeah. Different, and Mark Strong is in this movie, though. right? Who is? Mark Strong is the bad he's, guy. He's the bad guy. We, yeah, we yeah. saw him in Kings, oh, oh, not, um, Kingsman, the Secret yeah. Service. Yeah. yeah, and he's good in it. I love not him. Stanley he's good Tucci. in everything. He's good in everything. <laughs> him and Stanley Tucci. I don't know how they look so They're the same. They're both great. But, um, but yeah, I liked it. I would. Uh, Paul, you said you would not go see it again. No. I thought it did a lot of things right, mm-hmm. um, but I also was annoyed at it a few times. Um, it's reliance 
it's like inclusion in the DC universe was at times it's like strongest parts and at other times it's worst parts like it's most like eye rolly times um I saw it. The reason I went so late at night, right? It was like a 10 o'clock on a Tuesday is because I wanted to just see it. So really, we could talk about it on this podcast. Um, I think that it is very telling that we all didn't get together and we're excited for this. Like, it's that's where it is on our priorities, right? It's like no one really super cares. I would not have paid more than $8 to see it in the theaters. Um, you know, if I didn't do a podcast every week talking about superhero movies, I probably wouldn't have prioritized it to go and see it. Mm. But I wanted to. And... It was perfectly fine, entertaining, and did a lot of things right. I hope it's good for for families. Are you telling um, us I to go see it in the theater? I'll probably or not? never watch it again. Go, you can go and, see it in the comfy th- seat theaters. Yeah, if you guys really are like interested, like I thought of you, Bud, quite a bit because you said you, like Shazam is a big yeah, thing see, from your childhood, right? I'm hugely into this movie for I think completely different reasons. Like I'm into it for childhood nostalgia. Yeah. The trailers interested me slightly. I am just into the general story of it, and I sort of, I'm, I'm sort of curious to know if there's any tie-in between the two. But Shazam, like Ca- Captain Marvel, was just like a thing for me from childhood, and yeah, crazy weirdly uh, into this idea. And so yeah, I want to see this movie. But you're right, I didn't want to see it enough to you know make the time money opening week. Speaking yeah. of the identity crisis of this movie, the trailers before Shazam, like this is how much that they couldn't decide what fucking kind of movie it was. Oh, interesting. We had a trailer for Dora the Explorer. Which is a weird trailer to begin with. Lion Lion King, Aladdin, and then Godzilla King of Monsters. Really? That's bizarre! It was like, kids movie, kids movie, kids movie, so I got in this like, okay, this is going to be like a family movie, and then Godzilla Godzilla King of Monsters. I was like, what the fuck? It was like, and then because Shazam took place at Christmas, I was just thinking of Gremlins the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) It was like that. It was like that kind of movie. And one of the actors... Was in Gremlins 2 as the owner of the building that gets overrun by Gremlins. No way! Yep. How do yep. you even know this? The bad guy's dad, because I loved Gremlins 2 when I was a kid, oh. the bad guy's dad is, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's in Gremlins 2! Hilarious. Yeah. That's so funny. Anyway, I would say go see it. My favorite DC movie. Maybe DC has figured out their shit now. Yeah. Um, by being funny. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Aquaman, was, it seems, was half funny, and it did there okay. There were some issues with it. There was definitely some issues that maybe a showrunner or, a, like, a Feige could have right. fixed, like, but... So you liked it better than Aquaman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aquaman got a five. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah. Aquaman was a solid got a six. flaccid five. Whoa! <laughs> 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 I'll say that this, to me, um, was more uh, evidence of DC not really knowing... You know the tone to set with their characters because, as far as I know, Shazam or Captain Marvel is a little bit more serious, and this was played mostly for laughs. You know, in a similar way that like Superman should be like bright and optimistic, and has been this angry um, scowl man, and Batman is like <laughs> way too dark, and you know what I mean. So it's like the tone. I don't think they quite have the tone right. They were no. trying to do something with this one, would kind of worked for it on its own, but again, like they just can't figure out the tone yep. as well as almost Marvel seems can. like. Overcompensating too, then, right? Because then you yes. have Batman Super versus funny. Superman, who's yes. like, Batman versus Superman was very heavy. Let's make Shazam and right. yeah. let's make it very, very light. Let's make it a comedy. Exactly. So now the dart is on the other side of the yeah. board. But okay. that was that was totally my takeaway is it they just can't decide. They can't decide the tone. They can't decide the 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 perfect recipe to make 
a movie. Well, you like see, Marvel. that's what I liked about Aquaman. I thought it knew what it was supposed to be, and that's what it was. God, the wigs in that were just so bad, and the CGI, like, it was just... Yeah, the CGI was not great, but everything else I liked. The wigs were so bad! <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten James, hashtag, the wigs were so bad. Were also, what DC needs to stop doing is trying to do the post-credit scene, because Marvel has done it perfectly, and DC is doing it to where it pisses me off so badly. Like, it doesn't lead to anything more. It doesn't hint to anything more. Well, there might it's be a Shazam 2 now. It's just an extra There scene. is a Shazam 2. It's, it's just a, Yeah, it's just like oh, it's a joke. Yeah. With The Rock? I don't know. Well, just the the fact that Shazam 2 is going to be made, that was confirmed. I don't know if the cast yet. Yeah, that was confirmed in the last right. day or so. So, the like end credit scene, not the spoiler, but like you're going to stick around for it anyway so the very very end and it's like a joke that wasn't good enough to be put in the main bulk of the movie Boo. just slap that at the end and it's real quick and it's just like I am now mad that I stayed like, I you know what I mean I already know what it is too I had to look it up because I <laughs> oh, was curious <laughs> well I was curious and I know I'm not going to see it anytime soon because of all the reasons that Paul had suggested because yeah. oh, it's not a Marvel movie Friends, we're at about an hour here. We should we should take a break and travel to the future where we probably maybe... Don't you mean a galaxy far, far away? <laughs> a galaxy far, far away where we may have a Star Wars trailer. Okay, so let's maybe go to this portion where we're going to talk about the Star Wars trailer that we saw. Go us! Hello? Brian, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Hey, Brian. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Let's do it. I'm so excited. I just want to talk about it. Are we ready? Let's, we're, let's just do it. Let's go. Let's talk. Hi, everyone. So, yes, we're back. It happened. The Star Wars Episode Nine teaser trailer, the two-minute teaser trailer, dropped thoughts. Go! Kirsten, you go ahead. You're the most. No, because I'm so positive, and I just want to hear all your thoughts so that I can tell you. Oh, yeah, you start with the negativity, terrible. and then Kirsten will crush you all with her happy. I will crush you. I want to hear the happy first. Start with that. Start, and then we can... Well, is there negativity? I want to hear the negativity, too. Do all right, Paul, oh, Paul, Paul, then to Paul starts. What is this title? <laughs> Terrible title, and who's Rise of Skywalker? Star Wars Episode Nine: The Kyle Rise Ren? of Skywalker. Is that Rey? Are they going to retcon Rey now into being a secret Skywalker? That is farty. That is so far if they do that. And if that's what they are giving away in the title, ooh. But the thing is that it, it, this is the last movie of the Skywalker saga. So, right? yes, it seems weird to put Rise of Skywalker as the name of the movie because as far as we know, all of the Skywalkers are dead except for Leia. But I should, She'll die in this. I, sh I should interject and mention two things. One. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. And two, go watch the trailer. If you haven't seen it already, I'll put oh, it in the yeah. show notes at thezone.fm slash podcast. Okay, continue. Um, but anyway, <coughs> so I'm fine with Rise of the Skywalker. Like, that, it is the end of the Skywalker saga. Okay. It, it just makes sense. It makes sense as a title. Whatever. Well, I, and I also pull from it that this is the one where Luke's going to become a Force ghost, isn't he? Oh, well, totally. he's already, he's already talking and, uh, to her. To, he's talking to Ray, obviously, at the beginning of this. Like, this is um, um, lines we have not heard him speak before. Yeah, yeah so I reckon that's happened, and that's mm -hmm. we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's a Force Ghost for sure. Well, and I think that's what they're talking about in terms of the rise of Skywalker. Is like this is sort of him kind of completing his legacy, and even after death, the Force is allowing him to um, not control but influence the outcome. 
you know, of, of this conflict. What do so they you, say in the trailer voiceover for Return of the Jedi? The circle closes. Something like that. Oh. Luke's circle. Um, so you think, Brian, that uh, the Skywalker in Rise of Skywalker is still Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of him completing his journey as, uh, as, as a Jedi. I think there might be something mm. that 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 Luke's ghost is able to do, sort of for the for the like the majority of the Force that you know sort of solidifies his name as a Forcey kind of thing. I do not think that it is any of our other characters who will turn out to be in the Skywalker lineage. I think that would be very trite. And I trite. think that's okay. why you're pissed off, Paul, because you liked that they made Rey a nobody from nowhere, right? Um, and like I, Luke was, honestly, yeah. yeah. And I don't you get think that they are going to go back on that because I, a lot of fans, I was fine with that. Like, I was one of those fans that was like, oh, my God, she's going to be like Obi-Wan's secret daughter or right. she's this or she's going to be like in the books. Um, her and Kylo Ren are actually twins, right? right but right. they have different names. Um, and I was fine with it. And I don't think they're going to go back on that. Well, if it's Luke, I don't understand this. That like, why are they making this about Luke Skywalker? Because it's the Skywalker saga. He's only been in two of the movies. I don't. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. In the new trilogy, yeah. Maybe? In the new trilogy, if it is about Luke Skywalker, well, it's about the Skywalker family. Yeah, it's about his whole mm-hmm. influence on everything Star Wars. Well, then to think that Rey doesn't have a part of the Skywalker. Families. I, I think, think that's what's Ky- gonna, I think but that Kylo that. does. But Kylo, Kylo does. does. That's so. true, and maybe that's what that is. If that refers to that as like um, Kylo being redeemed and becoming a Skywalker truly, mm-hmm. and taking his place as like uh, nephew of the chosen one or whatever, mm-hmm. that could be okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was and excited. I think this elevates Ray to some level where they, then she can go forth in trilogy on her own. Yeah. Oh, and, she's elevated. Oh. And as we just and saw. Uh, yeah. fucking Billy D. Williams came back yes! as Lando. So cool. yeah, I'm so good. excited, and he's wearing like the cape that uh, that we saw like he was wearing in Solo. Um, that fucking was amazing. Um, that droid that we saw because while we were waiting for this trailer to drop, I was just following the Star Wars Celebration Twitter, and they showed a picture of like the new droid. It's called D Zero, and it's <laughs> like it's like um, a megaphone on wheels. It's a megaphone much. on a unicycle. It's, it's adorable. Like, what is this droid? You um, see it for a brief second in the trailer. It's it's standing right beside BB-8. Fucking Billy D. Williams. Fucking oh, yeah. Mark Hamill. Um, fucking Leia shows up. Um, There's like the tear down oh, yes. his face. Yeah. It looks, you know, Kylo Ren puts his helmet back together, he which it is back neat. Together. I know, he couldn't 3D print himself a new one. That is hilarious <laughs> to me. He glues the old yeah, one back so together. I was right. He glued it. Yeah, he glued it. He got it, Brian. Yeah, that's he totally look, did. That's going to look cool and going to sell 100 million million toys. <laughs> yes, it is. So that's cool, I guess. And um, Are we going to talk about Palpatine? Yeah, let's we'll get, get straight to the Fucking biscuit. Palpatine. The rest of it looks fine and great. It's exactly what we expect a competently made J.J. Abrams Star Wars film. Okay, great. Let's get to the biscuits. Mm. Fucking Palpatine turns out to be the villain again. What, what, this is what we're doing here? Are you angry about this? I don't know! <laughs> I'm confused with my feelings! I don't Wait, know how it, I feel about this. Did I miss something in the trailer, or is it just because of the laugh? Yes, the yeah, laugh. The laugh. laugh. That's it's definitely... clearly Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, Darth Sidious. Because... Because I, I also thought, and I was I was wearing headphones watching on my cell phone because I'm in my front lawn right now. <laughs> gardening. Um, <laughs> I'm gardening. This is how um, serious we are about, about uh, geek things. Mm-hmm. We yeah, called you I, in I on this. seriously had to re-listen to it because I was thinking, "Is like, oh, I wonder if this sounds like Mark Hamill's laugh when he plays the Joker." 
No, that's uh, much higher in, in pitch. I've heard that. I, that's not a bad thought, but no, I don't think the ghost of Luke Skywalker is going to go crazy, go nuts. Oh, my God, yeah. Go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked it up, too, because I wasn't sure if uh, Ian McDermott, McDermott. McDermott uh, was still yeah. alive. Um, <laughs> oh, listen, he's still alive. Okay. Uh, but he is. He is still alive, um, and I'm sure that that's Palpatine. I'm sure that's Darth oh, Sidious. Thousand like, percent. Yeah, oh, I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited. I, yeah, I really am confused right now. <laughs> Maybe by next week's pod, I'll have you know collected my thoughts a little better. But for right now, I don't know because, you know, it, on one hand, on the positive side of it, it could. Maybe tie up what and who Snoke was in a neat little bow. Um, maybe it uh, shows that uh, Palpatine is the devil, devil, devil of this entire series and saga. And, you know, you thought he was dead, but he was able to survive and pull strings from behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, all through those extended universe books where it's like, he was able to clone himself and he forced spirited into a new body. Voldemort? Screaming <laughs> hack. <laughs> screaming hack at all those books. That is just a lack of imagination. We can't think up of a new cool bad guy in a dark dark hood so we think up just a way for palpatine to not have died but as he very the- very um d- did in the return of right. the jedi in a very like satisfying way but if the dark side is supposed to be so fucking pow- powerful like one of the things is as a jedi you can be a force ghost like right. that's the whole thing like if you were a powerful enough jedi at the end you can be a fucking force ghost so who's to say that if the sith aren't super powerful why can't they be fucking force ghosts with right. super sith Force ghost powers. You're right. Oh my god, I'm so I excited. I love that. Uh, it could be good. All right. What I really liked about The Last Jedi was I thought it kind of like washed away a lot of the old stuff and you could start new. This looks like we're going back on territory we've already covered. So care. I'm a little bit concerned about that, but yeah, same. I'm still excited. <sighs> it's gonna be stoked, I'll say that. I don't know. Brian, any other thoughts? I think if it is like if it is another conflict with Palpatine, um, I think it would still it would still kind of speak true to all three of these trilogies because of what Luke was saying in the Last Jedi. Now, what Luke was saying in the Last Jedi was basically uh, about him calling out the sort of hypocrisy of the Jedi Order, right? Right, and. Um, we we basically learn from that that after uh, Return of the Jedi, after the fi- finale of that original series, or I guess uh, sort of uh, you know um, it's it's hard to so not the prequel series but like four the, five and six you know yeah, the original yeah trilogy, exactly yeah. four five and six after the that it shows that they didn't really learn much because now Luke was going to start a new sort of Jedi order and we saw and how well he that learned. Was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he learned in between that, in between, I guess, um, 6 and 7, when he was in the midst of training Kylo Ren, that that's actually not the way to go about it, or like to, to, to train people in the old ways of, 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 uh, of the Jedi, I don't know, 
order. Good. Yeah, no matter so whatever, your no matter order. your intentions and your your technique, people can still and things can, and training can still go wrong. Like the force is a it's a big, powerful whoosh call it, and there's probably still a lot that people in this universe still don't understand. Failures, and that's what I think. The Last Jedi was his realization about that. In terms of it's it's kind of like him being able to find balance uh, in the force. And, and <laughs> in the force, that's yeah. The well, in, in, in itself, in in the like the sort of philosophies on what the actual right thing is to do. So it's this this being the closing of this uh, saga would be basically and 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 fi- if we find out that it is gener- it is Palpatine that uh, they are actually fighting here, mm-hmm. this is going to be defeating him in the most correct way possible. And I, I well, defeating I think his ghost if somehow. If it's Darth yeah. Sidious, like this is going to wrap up this saga in a nice little bow because he was the like evil string puller throughout all the movies like Darth Sidious is the one that gives the order 66 to for the clones to go fucking kill all of the Jedi and that wraps up the end of the the one two and three three four and five or four five and six he's there that's like the big battle he's got the fucking lightning fingers for some reason if he can have lightning fingers he can be a force ghost a little confusing no it's not confusing at all it sounds like are we wrapping up this three trilogy saga are we wrapping up nine movies guess what what we're doing guess what's happening nine movies star wars has been doing the fucking long con and they're wrapping up nine movies way before Marvel thought about doing 22. Yeah, and you there have been boom. a lot more confusing things. <laughs> Kirsten, <laughs> drop the mic, which well, is her pen. The only last thing I'll say... Is books. I mean, let's except, except Marvel did 22 in 10 years, so... <laughs> Not a bad point. Not a bad point. Uh, last thing I'll say is I, my only hope is that it doesn't, in trying to uh, loan weight to this uh, sequel trilogy... Uh, take away from the original trilogy because I mean Darth Vader killing Palpatine was a pretty sweet way to end that trilogy and if you lessen that by making him survive I don't know that's where I just get a little bit nervous that it's uh, gonna take away a little bit from the original trilogy and to me again those movies are the perfect ones so let's not do anything to lessen the um, legacy of them please and thanks I have we'll faith f- in JJ I guess yeah. we'll find out Christmas 2019 <laughs> All right, we now return you to the original Geek Out podcast. Well, that was riveting, hopefully, maybe. I don't actually know if anything happened in there, because um, now it's back to yesterday. Or there wasn't yesterday. one, and I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll, f- yeah, we'll have to, I don't know how to. And horny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no, why I Is he still invited to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we have no, a- have to say this around his children. <laughs> He's going to be saying, <laughs> or until they go to bed. He's bringing blue jello. Uh, <laughs> we have a Facebook horny. group for the Geek Out podcast. We have a Facebook page for the Geek Out podcast. Please like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get it. We also have an email address, geekoutatthezone.fm. Let's see what folks wrote about uh, to us this week. <whistles> Nothing again. That's great. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's have a friendly hello from another member of the Zones podcast family. Hi, I'm Jenny West. And I'm Paul Pacino. We host... Sorry, sorry, sorry again. Take two, take two. Take two, take two, take two. <laughs> this is the pod. That's our podcast. Thank you. Please listen to it. (laughs) It's called PJ Party Podcast. It comes out every week. And guess what? It's mostly a fun audio recap of the Afternoon Zone. Where we mainly talk about Vancouver Island stuff. Millennial thingerdoos. Cats. Ghosts. 
Plus, it's all the stuff we can't say on the radio. Like stuff about sex. And swears. And meme ghosts. PJ Party Podcasts from thezone.fm slash podcast or wherever you get a podcast. And now let's surprise Kirsten when she's on her phone. Kirsten, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me if you look for my name. I'm on the internet. Lots of stuff is... Written about. She's right. Kirsten <laughs> wanted to see how long you were going to go with that. <laughs> Thanks, Kirsten. That's great. Art Aronson. Add Art Aronson. Also, uh, between the stammers, listen to it. Can we I not am a just co-host on it. do what Art does and do an extra something like that? But I don't have anything else cool to say. Uh, okay, Polly. Nobody said what I said. Was um, cool. Find me at Deck and Arab Live <laughs> Journal. <laughs> oh no! Is it not a private? <laughs> I know all your teenage secrets now. Um, I know. Uh, find me at Baldacino on the internet, and uh, please uh, check out PJ Party Podcast. It's uh, really firing on all cylinders these days, too. A lot of fun. It's on Spotify now. All these are right, bud. We're the, oh, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Hey, say? Kirsten, thank you. Kirsten made it happen. It was great. Yay, Dick and Rab. <laughs> oh yeah, you could find me at uh, Boitano Boitano nine one three. On Twitter, Instagram, and on HQ, only when they're doing Marvel movie trivia. <laughs> and oh, I won the other day. Yeah, you I did. Said and that. I said oh, I fucking lost in a horrible. Oh, oh, I was so mad at the way I lost. 47 cents. Oh, my God. Did you pull up Kirsten's live journal? If heaven's for clean people, it's vacant. <laughs> oh! It's a Matt Good quote. I like Matthew Good. Life is a gateway drug, but this the, wow. the tribal heart with the spirals and everything, that's beautiful. That's wow. amazing. I was real cool. I'm Webmeister Bud on all socials. We're all going to go look at Kirsten's live journal now. Uh, this has been the Geek Out Podcast. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.